Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've chosen to take some time out of your week to join us today to do just that. Well, we are continuing in a study that we have been in for the last several weeks, actually the last few months, uh, as we're walking through Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. And this week specifically, we're going to look at, and we did on Sunday as well, uh, we're going to look at Jesus's words in Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. And here's what he says. He says, it has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Well, as we talked about on Sunday, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those or to that message. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel and uh, gives a little bit more in depth. We talk a little bit more in depth about the subject. But anytime we read verses like this that speak to marriage and divorce and remarriage, there are a, a myriad of questions that inevitably arise, and certainly those are honest and legitimate questions that many people have, especially those who have gone through the painful reality of divorce. But as we talked about on Sunday, uh, I believe that Jesus's words here in Matthew chapter 5, while he does address the subject of divorce, I, I think his words speak more to the way that we view our marriage. And I don't want to make you feel as though those questions uh, that, that you may have are illegitimate or unimportant. Uh, but I, I, A, I can't deal with all of those questions in, in such a short time, and nor do I think that is the focus of what Jesus is talking about here. I, I think, again, he's talking to us about how we view our marriages, that rather than looking at marriage as something that we can just get out of at any time or whenever we become unhappy with our spouse or our situation— that instead we should view our marriages with a conviction of sacred permanence. Rather than viewing our marriages as simply revolving around us and our happiness, that instead we seek to selflessly serve and love our spouse in the way that he or she deserves. The Apostle Paul writes this in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5-11. through 11. He says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as that of Christ Jesus. So what was the mindset of Christ Jesus? Well, he who being in very, very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, but rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. In your relationships with one another, Paul says, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to describe what that mindset of Jesus is, one of humility, one of selflessness, and one of sacrifice. And while Paul is speaking to our relationships in general, how much more should that be our attitude within our marriages? I heard a story about a husband and a wife who were uh, who had gone in to see a marriage counselor and and while the husband just kind of seemed oblivious to the problems that they were having, the wife complained about how inattentive to her he was. And so the counselor decided to test the husband. And, and so he asked him, well, you know, let, let, let me just start with a simple question. What is your wife's favorite flower? And the husband proudly and unhesitantly replied, I, I know this one. I, I buy it for her all the time. And then he leaned over and affectionately patted his wife on the arm and said, it's Pillsbury, isn't it, honey? Now, while, me, while we may chuckle a little bit at that fictional story, real-life marriage problems are anything but funny. 
And yet, more and more people find themselves in failing marriages. Statistics tell us that one out of every two marriages are around there entered into uh, are ended up, or end up broken in a courtroom, which makes me wonder how many more are broken in the heart. And while I understand that marriage problems are often complex and wounds inflicted by hurtful words and actions certainly take time to heal, the key to a successful marriage is exactly what Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 2, having an attitude of humility and selflessness and sacrifice. I truly believe that if we could stop concentrating on having our own needs met and focus instead on ways that we can meet the needs of our spouse, many of our struggles in our marriages would be eliminated and a great many others at the very least would be greatly diminished. That's why we must learn, certainly in all of our relationships, but especially when it comes to our marriages, to give rather than to receive, to serve rather than to seek to be served to minister rather than to demand to receive ministry, to look out for the interests of the other rather than just looking out for our own interests. That almost sounds like something Jesus would say and do, doesn't it? In fact, that's exactly what he says in Matthew, or excuse me, in Mark chapter 10, verses 44 and 45, when he says, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a servant of all. For even I, the Son of Man, came here not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.